Hey, this is John Lee Dumas, the founder and host of Entrepreneurs on Fire. And if you're wanting to learn how to embrace change and navigate through disruption as a leader, then listen to the Leadership is Changing podcast with my good friend, Dennis Giannoutsis. He's prepared to ignite. Welcome to Leadership is Changing. Each week, we and our guests provide information and insights through exploring leading change. This is taking your leadership to another level by finding the balance between executive excellence and personal well-being through stories that inspire real change. It's time to adapt in our fast-moving world when leadership is changing with your host, Dennis Giannoutsas. Hey, welcome to the show, Leadership is Changing. What we as leaders know to be true is that change is constant. Leaders everywhere confront similar obstacles because people are people, but everywhere you go, leaders are overwhelmed, disrupted, and under pressure. They run from email to email, meeting to meeting. Many leaders are not changing quick enough, which means they run the risk of becoming irrelevant and being left behind. The Pips the Show is taking our listeners' leadership to another level by finding their balance between executive excellence and personal well-being through stories that inspire real change. I believe we don't have enough effective leaders in the world today, and if we can get the leaders to step up and lead change, then they can inspire real change. Hey, listeners, it's now time to adapt in our fast-moving world, and I want to welcome to you to today's session, which is a mashup of three wonderful guests, and I'll get to them very soon. Hey, team, it's great to have you here with us. If you'd like to share this episode with three other people, we would love you to do that and get that out to your friends and your network. If you haven't already checked out the Facebook group or the LinkedIn page, Leadership is Changing, go ahead and do that and, ch- and check that out. Uh, we would love to see you on those different platforms. Hey, for some of you, you may have already just seen my Facebook Live, whereby I actually announced and did the opening of a box of masks that have come through with the Leadership is Changing podcast logo on the masks. I'm going to make this available for you as listeners. I'm going to make five available and very soon. So watch out for this on social media and so forth, that we will put the link available for you to put your name and your email and go into the draw to win one of these five different masks with Leadership is Changing logo on them as well, which is pretty cool. And yeah, so we'd love to share that with you. All right, let's get into this mashup. We've got uh, three wonderful guests. And from episode 37, Paul Martinelli. This gentleman, fantastic guy, and he was a high school dropout who overcame a stuttering disability and then went on to a janitor to becoming a millionaire entrepreneur. And I actually don't ask him the question right up front about who his favorite leader is and why, but he shares some great insights and shares some of his leaders that he's actually followed over the years. From episode 38, Neil Milliken is the global head for accessibility from ATOS. And what's really quite interesting that uh, on the episode, if you go and listen to that one, Neil talks about the fact that a lot of industries or companies today talk about diversity and inclusion, but do they really take time out to think about disability side of things? And do they just pay lip service or they do actually something about it? And it's quite interesting in what he shares. Now, episode 40, Maya Bayerath. Maya is the Vice President of Global Strategic Alliances for Hewlett Packard Enterprise. And this guy used to be, and I used to work for the same organization. He shares some wonderful insights. And so team, if you want to go and check out their full episodes, but other than that, hey, sit back and relax and really take some notes here on these uh, three wonderful guests as they share in this mashup. So Paul, I've just shared with the listeners a little bit about your background. Is there anything else that you want to add to tell us more about your background? 
Yeah, I think, you know, I think it's, it, it's, it's interesting in that, you know, my, my, my story, if you look at the first half of my story, it's, it's a, it's, it's a loser's journey, right? It's, it's, it's a story of just, just struggle. You know, I, I, because of my speech impediment at a very early age, I was late learn, you know, is labeled as learning disabled. I, I wasn't learning disabled until they programmed that into my mind. And then, you know, I did what most people do. I, I lived what I believed, right? And so I failed out of school. I landed a dead end job. But there was always within me this this small voice that that would speak life to me, that would speak hope to me. And thank God, uh, I would listen to it. And at 22, I started my first uh, commercial cleaning company and got my first uh, business mentor and really went to work on me, understanding why I was doing the things I didn't want to do, getting the results that I didn't want to get. And, uh, and, and, and I learned how to change those things. And I learned how to change my inner image and my, and my core belief system. I've gone on to build uh, five multi-million dollar businesses. Those companies have done over a half a billion dollars in revenue. I've been able to travel all over the world. And wow. so if I could share one thing is, is that, you know, if a high school dropout can, 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 can change their life and lead major organizations, anyone really can. You just have to have the willingness to do the work necessary, right? Mm. Yep. Yeah, because it just doesn't come naturally to some or just doesn't get given to somebody. You have to work at it. And when you say work at it, you know, discipline, what you're talking about, is it a work ethic? Well, what is it that you, when you say they have to work at it? What, what do you mean by that? What I mean by that is, is that we can't afford the luxury of a negative thought to go unchallenged. And so, you know, at any given time in our life, we desire to be and do and have more. We make great declarations of change. We're going to lose weight. We're going to start a business. We're going, to, we're going to buy a new house, whatever it is. And yet there's some invisible boundary that, that we just can't break through. There's some force that internally speaks to us and says, who do you think you are? Like, how are you going to do that? What makes you think you're good enough? And so what I mean by working at it is standing up to that inner judge Eric Hoffer, who wrote the book, True Believers, he said that no matter what our achievements may be in life, we think well of ourselves only in rare moments, that we have within us an inner judge that keeps a book of all of our shortcomings, all of our transgressions, and all of our failures, and that we need other people to convince us that we're not as bad as we really think we are. And so for me, I think the voice we need to listen to is, is, is that internal guidance system of truth that I truly believe. I'm a person of faith. I think that God instills in all of us that knows our truth, that knows our potential. And, and it's, it's when, when that voice of judgment, that voice of doubt begins to rear its ugly head in the pursuit of our dream, in the pursuit of our leadership, we can't simply back down. We must stand up to the schoolyard bully in our subconscious mind. And we, we, we have, you know, life is a fight for territory. And we have to fight for every single inch of our potential. Mm. Yeah, yeah, awesome. And I, and I think when you're sharing that, Paul, uh, I know you talked about the, 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 you know, the study that you had. And, and I was sharing with you earlier on that the journey that I've gone through with the voice, and I think a lot of that's come from 
myself not have been true to myself in the sense of going out and doing my own business rather than being in this large corporate in the world where I was having a whole lot of fun and doing a whole lot of stuff and having some really good impact. And there's so many other leaders out there today, entrepreneurs, leaders in other roles, teams, people who need my help rather than just being in one organisation. And I think a lot of what I actually went through was to push me to go out and do what I needed to go and do. Well, I, th- there's no doubt. I mean, in our lives, we are either, you know, guided by the feather or we're, you know, hit with the two by four, right? I mean, uh, <laughs> you know, right? I mean, we, we at times have desire, you know, something emerging from our soul, uh, you know, a mental model of perfection that we want to bring forward in our lives. And it comes to us as this gentle nudge that says, start the business, you know, go and, uh, you know, pursue your dream. And if we ignore that, Sooner or later, you know, uh, the, the universe has a way of kind of turning up the turning up the heat. Sometimes, hey, sometimes it's in the form of a diagnosis. Sometimes it's in the form of a divorce. Sometimes it's a form of, of a bankruptcy. Yep. But here's what I know: is that the content of our life, the content of our life, the very conditions and circumstances we find ourselves in at any given moment in time, the content of our life is the curriculum of our evolution. It is our it is it is our dark night of the soul conditions and circumstances where all of our growth and all of our awareness of our internal resources come from. Wow. Wow. Awesome. That is just tremendous. Hey, um, here's a question for you because I've got a few of them. Yes. And uh, one of the questions I've got for you is, I know you've probably got several, but who's your favorite leader? Now, this person can be alive or from history. So who's your favorite leader and why? Okay. So... I'm not going to go for history. I'm going to go for someone current, and her name is Caroline Casey. She's the founder of the Valuable 500, um, and that organization is one that, that Atos are members of. Uh, it was founded to put disability on the leadership agenda, and it's a, a, a CEO-led movement. So she's backed by Paul Polman, who is the former CEO and chairman of Unilever, and Caroline's absolutely nuts in the best possible way. I consider her a great friend, but she started the whole thing by uh, um, riding a horse across Colombia to arrive on stage at One Young World, which is like the junior Davos, to launch this thing. And, and, and to give it a bit of context, Caroline's visually impaired, but uh, hasn't actually sort of let that stop her. In fact, it, it powers her forward. So she's brought together hundreds of CEOs to, to really make a difference because actually what we're seeing right now is that governments aren't the ones making the difference. You know, maybe in New Zealand where you are, you've got responsible politicians, but around the world, we don't have them. There's, mm. a, there's a, a lack of, of responsibility and leadership in politics. Whereas I think that there is certainly the, the the opportunity for leadership in business and that's really one of the things that keeps me working for large organizations is that that we can leverage our our procurement power to make a difference because the you know internationally you can you can do stuff as large organizations and so caroline's un- understood that and understood the the multiplier effect of that and has through the force of her personality brought hundreds of global CEOs together and engaged World Economic Forum, Nippon Foundation, to, to create this vehicle for change. 
Amazing. So, so she's the person that I have the most admiration for. Yeah, yeah, great. And, and you know, the, the ability to be able to scale as well and utilize organizations like you're the one that you're working with and uh, able to help others as well, tremendous. And great to see that uh, and what she's doing. So thank you for sharing that. Here's a question for you, and that is, who's your favorite leader? Now, this person can be alive or can be from history. So who's your favorite leader and why? So given the country I come from, uh, uh, Dennis, uh, for a very long time, and, you know, I've read up a lot on this person. Gandhi has been a favorite uh, leader of mine for the longest time. Obviously, growing up in India, we are all taught to respect and we learn a lot about Mahatma Gandhi. But it's only when you grow up and then you encounter situations of resistance, you encounter situations of anger, bitterness, uh, you realize what a profound man he was to lead a country as diverse as India, which speaks around 80 different languages. People with various cultural backgrounds uh, are there in India. To unite a country as diverse as India into a common vision goal, and you do that on top of this whole concept of non-violence that he had to get freedom from the British. Gandhi has been a long-standing leader. And, um, you know, I recently, and I really want to share this with all the uh, viewers, Dennis, because I would say over the last two years, it's kind of had a profound uh, impact on me as well. Through Hewlett-Packard Enterprise, uh, I was given an executive-level coach around two years back who coached me for around six months since I was getting ready for a larger global role within the organization. And uh, he asked me the same question and he said that going forward, what I want you to do, because I was giving him one or two examples of, you know, challenges I was encountering at work and uh, how do I overcome it? And he told me that every time you have a particular challenge, he asked me the same question, who's your role model? And I said, my role model is Gandhi. And he said that every time you have a challenge at work, I want you to think about what Gandhi would have done in this kind of situation. And initially, when the coach told me this, I laughed him off. Like, you know, you know, how can you even expect me to rise to a level of mental thinking, foresight to a man like that in terms of what he would have done? I said, you know, all I'm doing is I'm a corporate. <laughs> I have sales targets. I run after it every quarter. I said, you can't expect me to rise to the level of what would Gandhi have done in that kind of situation. But he kept pressurizing me. So every time I would go to him with a challenge, he said, okay, you know, tell me if Gandhi was faced with this problem, what would he do? And he took me through this wonderful process of putting myself in the shoes of a visionary leader and forcing myself to think like him. And that's also, I would say, made a big difference to me over the last couple of years. Yeah, what a beautiful question. So what would your role model do in this situation and then allowing you to step back and think about it, um, yeah. putting your feet into their shoes? Excellent. Great way to, to think about it. And Gandhi, uh, yes, great leader. And uh, yeah, thank you for sharing that. Hey, listeners. Wow, what a fantastic mashup. But, and all of them, right? Paul, Neil, and Maya have shared with us some fantastic insights and experiences they have had over the years in relation to their role as leaders and so forth. And so hopefully you got something out of that. The question here is, whatever you got from one of them or all of them, what are you going to do with it? The question is, what will you do with the insight, the observation, the learning that you picked up from this mashup? 
Hey team, if you haven't already checked out the Facebook group, Leadership is Changing, or the LinkedIn page, Leadership is Changing, I'm going to encourage you to come along and join those different platforms. We would love to see you there. And the other thing I'm going to encourage you to do is go and check out episode 37, where Paul speaks, where I also interview on episode 38, Neil, and then on episode 40, I interview Maya. If you haven't already checked out those episodes, go ahead and do it. They are wonderful. Hey team, it's always a pleasure being with you. What we as leaders know to be true is that change is constant. Change is incredibly scary, especially with the unknown and unfamiliar territory. It's time to adapt in our fast-moving world when leadership is changing. Hey, look out for the episodes as they're being released. Download them, put a review, a rating, and feel free to share them with your friends, your family, your network. If there's any feedback you'd like to give me about the show, or if there's a question you have for my guests as I interview them, or if you have a question for the Ask Dennis Freestyle episode, which happens once a week, send me an email, dennis at leadingchangepartners.com. All right, team, go ahead and make bring it to life based on the notes that you took from the, this mashup, based on our three different guests. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time, bye for now. Thank you for listening to this episode of Leadership is Changing with your host, Dennis Giannoutsas. Each week, we and our guests provide information and insights through exploring leading change, inspiring executives and leaders to adapt and lead a bigger game in a fast-moving world.